Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by me, Erica Firpo, a travel journalist based in Rome. Each episode of Ciao Bella, I sit down with Italy's creators, contemporary artists and artisans, designers, culinary experts, heritage brands, and innovative estites, and more who are defining and redefining 21st century Italy. Pull up a chair and join in. Welcome back to Travel Bites. Today, I am with Laurel Evans, food writer based in Milan, but right now she's in Liguria. Ciao, Laurel. Ciao. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? I am good. I've been baking a lot lately. Well, can you tell me, why don't don't you tell me a little bit, not about baking, because I definitely want to know that, but tell me a little bit about where you are and who you are. Okay, well, I am Laurel Evans. Like you said, I am a food writer, and I started out with a blog called Una Americana in Cucina uh, about 10 years ago. It means an American in the kitchen. And I really started out my career trying to convince Italians that there was more to American food than just hamburgers and hot dogs. And so I wrote four cookbooks about American food in Italian. And uh, I also write articles and I'm working on a book about Italian food, regional Italian cuisine for America. So right now you're in Liguria. And what part of Liguria are you in? I am in uh, a a region called Tigulio, and it is uh, a little gulf around Sestri Levante. It is a little bit north of Cinque Terre. I'm in a town called Monella, which is my husband's uh, hometown historically. I mean, he never grew up here, but his family is from here for generations. And they have um, a beautiful house and a really uh, some land and a nice view. And so we usually spend all our summers and most weekends here, even during the winter. So to give everybody a visual idea, if you imagine Italy the, as a country, it's in the northwestern coast in near Genova. So Genova, Genova is the capital of Liguria. I, you know, I, I was just thinking as you were talking, I don't. Is there an English way to say Liguria, like Ligur? No, I, I, don't I don't think so. I don't think so. I've always heard Liguria even in English. Okay, good because I, I had this moment where I was, you know, I was thinking like Piemonte, Piedmont. And then I was like, Liguria, that's a toughie. <laughs> well, you know, it's often referred to as the Italian Riviera. Ah, well, that makes sense. You know, just, just to give you a little a little secret info, my dad's family is also from Liguria, but they're from the mountains right outside of Genoa, near Busala. Okay, well, you know what, that's funny, because uh, I was telling my husband earlier, oh, I have this this call with Erika Firpo, and he's like, Firpo? That's a Genovese name. Oh, yes. Like, oh, okay. He's like, it's very Genovese. Ask her, is she from Liguria? My my dad's family, they're like super Genovese, yes. <laughs> Whereas my mom's family is from Rome, but my dad's family is like, and everybody in my dad's town, I mean, everybody in Genova has my last name, but everybody in my dad's town has my last name and is related to me. So it's it's we're pretty tight. <laughs> Amazing. You know, I'm I'm so happy to talk to you because one of the things that I love, I mean, there's a lot. I love food everywhere, and I love um, I love a lot of the recipes from Liguria, and not just because of my dad, but because I'm Golosa, and I'm so happy to talk to you on Travel Bites because I wanted to specifically talk about something I've been watching you make on your Instagram, focaccia. Yes, focaccia is one of my uh, biggest loves. And uh, I remember, I still remember the first time in Geneva when my husband, my now husband, and he was my boyfriend, I'd only known him for a few weeks. And he took me to his favorite forno, so his favorite bakery in um, in Geneva to try real Genovese focaccia. And I had never had anything like it. It was so creamy and salty and sweet and crunchy and soft at the same time. I was just, mind was blown. And um 
And I still get that sensation when I bite into a really good piece of focaccia. But I never thought it was possible really to make it at home. It was seemed like one of those things that was just um, you could only buy it in bakeries that had like really professional ovens. And so I never really tried until recently when I couldn't go out and buy it anymore. I um, I never really tried to make it at home. And uh, then I started and I just couldn't stop until I found the perfect recipe. And so I've been baking a lot of focaccia and I think I finally nailed it. Can you tell us a little bit about what focaccia is? And so, okay, I live in Rome, so you know that we have a different perspective on focaccia. Yeah. (laughs) Ours is like, it's like, it's hard. It's like crunchy hard. We have, we put a little rosemary on it. It's like, it's like almost like if you just made pizza dough, but the thinnest pizza dough possible, popped it in the oven on a super high, high, high heat and just let it crack. But that's not what we're talking about at all. No, no, Ligurian focaccia is, okay, it's a flatbread, but it has a lot of oil. And then it, it's also brushed with a, or soaked really in like a salty brine solution. And yeah. so when you put it in the oven, it has this layer of salt water mixed with oil on top that ah. then that then sinks into all the holes you press in it with your fingers. And it sinks in there. And while it bakes, the the top part becomes all crunchy, but the inside remains soft and the holes where you press in with your fingers remain kind of soft and moist. So you really get this um, explosion of different flavors and textures. And it's it's very unique to this region. You can't even get it. I mean, Milan is an hour and a half from Liguria and you cannot get a decent piece of focaccia in all of Milan. So um, it's, it's very unique to this region. And again, I'd never tasted anything like it before I came here. So when you said that your boyfriend um, took you to, he's like, like, would it be like, if I were like, Hey, let's go out for a cappuccino. He's like, yeah, let me take you to my favorite focaccia place. Like, No, it wasn't even like a date because focaccia is like, it's such a street food. It's not like you go to eat focaccia. It's like you go to buy bread, you know, you just like would go to the bakery and you pick up a a bag of focaccia and then you eat it on the street straight out of the bag. There's no tables in the focaccia. It's not like a pizzeria where you can go and and like have like a focaccia tasting. You just eat it out of the bag on the street. And so we were just walking around and he's like, have you ever tried focaccia? And I said, yeah, I've had the focaccia, you know, <laughs> call it in the States. And he was like, no, 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 I don't think you've ever tried this. So we just popped into this place and grabbed a, a few slices. And it was love for the focaccia and for the man. <laughs> is it, is it, I like that, falling in love by focaccia. That could be another book. Um, <laughs> is Is it the kind of thing, so here in Rome, uh, in the mornings, if I get up early enough, I'll run to the forno, to the bakery, I'll pick up some pizza Bianca, put it in my daughter's like bag for school. <laughs> Is it the same thing? Like you pop it in your kids, like you'd also give it to your kids for a snack? Absolutely. It's also breakfast. I mean, it's very common here to have at the bar uh, focaccia right next to the croissants. And many oh. people get a slice of focaccia and dip it in their cappuccino. No joke. Try oh. it before you diss it. <laughs> that's interesting because that's like super savory with like coffee Super, sweet. Yes. It's, it's very bizarre for Italians because they usually don't do savory in the breakfast or much less dip things in their, in their, um, cappuccino that aren't croissants, but it's, it's a very common thing here. A lot of people eat focaccia for breakfast. I mean, we're here, my kids eat it for breakfast, lunch, snack, and dinner practically. So tell me a little bit about making it for the first time. How'd it go? Um, it actually went pretty good the first time. I mean, I did a lot of research on the recipe before I started. I didn't just take the first recipe off the internet that I found. 
but I, that's kind of what I do. I, I research recipes extensively and, you know, like sort of look at all the different ones, see how they're different, you know, see how they're written, if the person knows what they're talking about or if they just copied something from somewhere else. And so I bought this book called Lievitati di Liguria. So it's like kind of breads, risen, risen doughs of Liguria. And, um, and I look and they have like three or four different focaccia recipes in their book. And the one that they said was the most like the one you get in the bakeries is one that requires you to start the day before because you have to make a sponge, which is like a pre-fermentation with the yeast. And then the next day you put that in your dough. And so it's kind of an intense multi-day affair, but the, the, the end result is, is really good. So how many times since you made it, have you made it? Like how many, you know, being that you're like, you sound like you're, I mean, I, I've, okay. Little background. I do stalk you on Instagram. So, <laughs> so I know how much you're making it, but I want everyone else to know. Well, I've made it this recipe. I've made it like four or five times, not, not 10 to 20 yet though. Now that my family is requesting it daily by the end of this month, I'm sure I will get up to 10, 10 to 15 times I've made it. But, um, but you know, it's really not that hard. It's a little bit long to do, but it's really not that difficult. And once you kind of like nail the exact quantities down, um, and the, and the technique, I guess, I think the hardest thing about focaccia is getting the right technique with the holes. You, know, you have to make these like dimples in the dough with your fingers in order to get that characteristic kind of like mountainous landscape that you see on the top of focaccia. Mm-hmm. And but you don't want to do it with your fingertips. Like you shouldn't be doing it with your fingernails. You have to do it with like the entire last joint of your hand. So you mm. kind of put your fingers at like a 45 degree angle and press it like that. And the holes have to be a lot of holes really close together, but you never want to go over and press the same hole twice. So there's like a kind of technique there that's really hard to explain, but I like watched YouTube videos and even on my, I put, I put the recipe up recently on my blog and I linked to a YouTube video because it's one of those things you just kind of have to see it to figure out how it's done. Okay. All right. So we can find that, we can find it on your blog. So quick question about, um, about focaccia, because I feel like in my past, I've also had focaccia alla cipolla. Is that possible? Focaccia with onion? Absolutely. That's a very, very common variation, probably the most common um, that you see here. And yes, people also eat that for breakfast. And it's the exact same um, dough as the regular focaccia. They just put very thinly sliced onions on top of the dough before it goes in the oven. And so the onions get you know, very soft and they let out more moisture. And so that focaccia almost is a little bit moister than the normal focaccia because of the moisture from the onions. And the onions get sweet. It's that's mm. one of my favorites. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. I gotta tell you when I was, when I was thinking about it, I was like, that's probably one of my favorite bites. Now, are there other, uh, those th- I've only had focaccia in, in Genoa plain and then with chipotle with onions. Are there other offerings of focaccia, other styles? <laughs> there, there, other- there are, but most of them are considered, you know, just a little bit too out there. You know, there's, they, they have ones that have olives or I guess another version I've seen a lot is with, um, sage and so like mm. um blended up or like really finely diced sage in the batter um and then of course there's the whole focaccia al formaggio from recco but that's a whole different animal it's called focaccia but it's like a, a completely different food oh interesting now is it is there like are there focaccia differences from where you are to genova or is it primarily like the same style like there's no like rival focaccia uh, no, there's, focaccia. there's the same style. I mean, I guess the focaccia from Geneva is considered 
the gold standard. Um, <laughs> Genova, Nervi, and also, you know, like Recco, which has a focaccia called formaggio. That area is really considered the gold standard. But then there's also focaccia from Voltri, which um, has like, uh, what's it called? Um, co- like corn flour sprinkled underneath and on top, like oh. cornmeal. Oh. Um, which is another variation. So anyway, I, like anything in Italy, you know, you you drive five miles and they have a different name for it, a different recipe for it. You know, it's very, very micro-regional. But at the same time, the, the style of focaccia is is pretty much the same. I mean, it's this, uh, this flatbread that is, you know, has oil in it. And then you use the brine and then you brush it with oil when it comes out of the oven as well. So, I mean, it's the same product and then they do it more or less um good depending on where you are it's just uh, i mean it just like that i think would be one of my favorite things to do would be just to drive around luguria and go focaccia testing like that would just, be a really know. nice job <laughs> <laughs> that that i think that should be my job i do i do i have i actually i think testing any type of you know, like I, I love also the Sicilian sfincione and it's just it's like a new thing. I used to never be into bread until I lived full time in Italy. And then I got into focaccia and sfincione and I love it. Like, mm. well, you know, I think and I'm probably going to say something that Italians are going to be mad at me for. But I think that the the flatbreads of Italy are really, really excellent. You have, um, you have focaccia, you have the piadina, you have mm-hmm. the sfinchona. You know, we have a, a, a lot of really great flatbreads. I don't think Italians in general, apart from some places in Puglia and stuff, are that good at bread, at like really good sourdough or multigrain breads like you'll find more in Switzerland and Germany and yeah. Northern Europe. And so um, I think that's also why I concentrate so much on the, the focaccia because I just feel like it's this really excellent product that they've mastered. And whereas the bread, in my opinion, has been a little bit disappointing. But then again, in some in some regions it's, it's, of it's Italy, cool. there's better bread. But it's a cult. I mean, it's also like a cultural thing. If I if I had my husband on here, um, he's an archaeologist. He'd get he'd break it down as to like why, you know, my bread's not. You know, what bread is just to to eat. It's not necessarily. It's you know, it's to sustain you. Let's let's. I think he would say it's to sustain you. It's not to entertain you. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it was also um, just an accompaniment. Accompaniment. Mm, <laughs> say that word. It, it was to accompany the meal it wasn't the meal you know whereas in northern europe often like those big seedy nutty dark breads you know were kind of the meal exactly yeah so but i do say you could make uh, you could definitely make a meal out of focaccia in my opinion oh and i have many many (laughs) meals Well, I'm so happy to to hear all about focaccia from you. I would love to know, um, I would love to share with everyone where we can find your website, where we can find you on Instagram. Could you share that with us? Yeah, so my Instagram is Laurel Evans, L-A-U-R-E-L-E-V-A-N-S. And my website is unamericanainkuchina.com. It's a little bit long, so I'm sure you'll put the link in your notes. And you can also yep. find the link on my Instagram if you just want to click it there. I, and I'll, I'll definitely share that. And I strongly suggest that if you're hungry, you don't visit her Instagram. <laughs> it will only <laughs> make you hungrier. <laughs> it will make you so hungry. And I have to say, like, I've, I've seen Laurel do a lot of different types of cooking. And sometimes she does barbecue. And I'm like, what the hell? This is amazing. Well, I am ha- from Texas. Hamburgers. I am from Texas. So I got to get my, my Texan roots in there sometimes. I mean, I, it's it's definitely like sometimes I'm just I like I want to I close my phone. I'm like, Laurel, no, not again. <laughs> Stop it. 
Well, it was great talking to you, and I'm really looking forward to um, eating focaccia with you sometime. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much. It was such a, a privilege to be on your show, and um, I hope to eat focaccia with you sometime very soon as well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. If you'd like to know more about today's guest, please visit ciaobella.co and click on the podcast link or go directly to ciaobella.co backslash podcast. Want more Italy? You can find all my episodes on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher. When you have time, subscribe to iTunes and rate the podcast. What are you waiting for? And if you want to be part of the podcast, email me or DM me your Italy questions. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafirpo.com, and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafirpo. Ciao, Bella! And a very big thank you and hug to Massimiliano Yonta and Dis to Dis Studios, the producers of Ciao, Bella, who continue to make me sound and feel great. 